0: Hello there! Welcome to My Two Cents Podcast. I'm your host, G2, and today's episode is 122, which is entitled The Standard. And before I get into today's episode, I want to read off uh, the National Food Days of the Week. Today being April the 16th, it is Day of the Mushroom, as well as Baked Ham with Pineapple Day, also Eggs Benedict Day. Now, tomorrow, April the 17th, it is World Malbec Day, as well as Cheese Ball Day. Then after that, April the 18th, it is Animal Crackers Day. April the 19th, it is Rice Ball Day. April 20th, Pineapple Upside Down Cake. April 21st, Chocolate Covered Cashews Day. And the round us all off. April the 22nd, it is Jelly Bean Day. Now, how fitting is it that I have a story to tell you guys? Um, This past Thursday, since we're still on the topic of food here, um, I chipped my tooth. I chipped a molar, to be more specific. Um, I was eating cereal, and... My tooth chipped on me. I didn't know it. I thought it was a piece of cereal that I was biting into, like a hard piece. Like, okay, cool, because you get those from time to time. And then I continued chewing, and I felt something. I was like, okay, this isn't cereal. So I had to spit some of the foundations out, and I started seeing a white piece. I was like, oh, okay. So then I went to a mirror, and I looked, and I started foaming around with my teeth, and I saw the tooth that was chipped away. Well, not chipped. It was like decimated but not too decimated, you know what I mean? It just like it was a tooth that just missing like a part. It just busted right there. I was like, okay, cool. Fine. This is great. Pissed off on the inside, because I do everything that you need to do for your teeth. Brush them daily, take care of them, all that good stuff. And I was upset. So the next day I get uh my tooth pulled. Well, funny thing about that is go to the dentist's office, my dentist Sees my teeth. He does x-ray on it. He says, listen, we can still save the tooth. We actually could just put a crown on it and we could still save it. He was still trying to make me like save the tooth. I said, nah, I'm just ready to pull it. He said, you know what? I'm going to numb you up and I'm going to let you just think about that before you think of do it. I told him, nah, I'm good. I'm still sticking to my guns. I want to pull it. So we numb up the gum and I. I will never ever get used to the whole uh, filling process of getting your mouth numbed up. Like only one side of your mouth is numb, what other side is like completely normal. But when he starts pulling on it, I start feeling the pressure, feeling the pressure. He takes a minute for it to pull out, but when he pulls it out, I don't notice that it's gone yet until he says, "Okay, we're done here." I thought he had to go back and still pull on it, but he once he said well, it was all done, I said, "Okay, cool." I look at the tooth; is a big tooth. I forget how big my teeth are whenever they get pulled out. It's probably just like every other person's teeth. Whenever you pull out molars or big, significant like tooth that's in your back row in your mouth, but you don't know how big your tooth is until it actually gets pulled out. Then you're like, "By God, that was stuck there!" So yeah, I got a molar uh took out, and I didn't know how bad the pain was going to be until after the fact. The dentist kind of prepared me and said, "Hey, yo, take two, uh, Tylenols and three Advils. Take those." And I was like, OK, so I had to go to the store, get them. And I immediately popped them in as soon as I got them. And when I opened up my mouth, it was hard to open a little bit because, again, you just got your tooth pulled and you're still on the numbing uh, agency. But you still feel the pain as soon as you still try to open your mouth up. So I had to take the bloody gauze out of my mouth, put the pills in and swallowing pills with half of your mouth being numb. It's not a fun feeling. It feels like the pill is stuck there. So you got to move your mouth around and just try to get it scoffed down. But long story less long, if you have a tooth and your dentist says that he probably can still save that tooth, you probably want to go and save it instead of having it being uh, pulled away. That's just my uh, my preference to everybody. If they want to do that. Me, I'm of the idea of hey, just take it out. Because I don't want to deal with that whole hassle of the crap later. Um, Teeth are always going to be there. I still have a whole set of rows of teeth like left on the bottom, on the top. Still the exact same thing. So me missing a molar isn't going to kill me in any uh direction of teeth category. Because you won't really notice it until you start really trying to examine somebody's mouth. It's not like it's in the front of my teeth. No, it's a molar. So I'm still good. Now, moving away from my tooth, I just want to... uh talk about some international news before i get to the u.s and the first thing i want to talk about is something that happened earlier in this week and it's about the ukraine's outrage over a video uh, showing someone in the ukraine army technically getting beheaded by russian uh, soldiers as it's come from the associated press ukraine launched an investigation wednesday into a gruesome video that shows the beheading of a ukraine soldier and the latest accusation of atrocities said to have been committed by russia since it's invaded In February 2022, the video spread quickly online and drew outrage from officials in Kiev, including the president, Vladimir Zelensky, as well as international organization. The Kremlin called the footage horrible, but said it needed to be verified. The Associated Press was not able to independently verify the authenticity of the video or the circumstances of where and when it was shot. The Associated Press is not distributing the video or using frame grabs due to its extremely graphic nature. Now, in the video that is circulating online, there appears to be a man in green fatigues wearing a yellow armband, typically donned by Ukraine fighters. His screams are heard before another man in camouflage uses a knife to decapitate him. A third man holds up a flank jacket, apparently belonging to the man being beheaded. All three men speak in Russia. Zelensky said the violence in the latest video would not be forgotten and that Russian forces would be held responsible. Everyone must react every leader do not expect that it will be forgiven that time will pass he said in the video in it he used strong language to describe russian soldiers calling them beast so here we are we're still at this uh, level of war and violence between russia and the ukraine this whole thing still hasn't stopped between them since uh russia got into uh, ukraine's business last year in february 2022 and again i mentioned a couple episodes ago. I don't know which episode it is. You can go back to the archives and I mentioned how there needs to be protocol. There is a rule book or at least some type of standard for which you know how to condone yourself or act whenever a war is happening. For example, whenever uh, children and women are around in a location and their war going on, you know that women and children are off limits. You don't try to kill a mother and her child. You don't try to do none of that. That's Something that typically does not happen or if it does happen, it doesn't make airwave news like that until like they start counting up the death tools and all that type of stuff. But usually we try to keep women and children out of it. The men that are engaging in the war, they're free game. You do what you do in that type of nature. And also you don't try to uh hold kids hostage if you're invading another uh location you do not hold a child or children hostage that's kind of a thing in war you don't do now with social media being the thing having someone being recorded either getting shot at or um being beheaded that type of stuff happens but i'm not cool with the fact of the video being shown to the public For the people that happened to see the video, you saw what happened. I did not. I didn't want to see it. This thing popped up onto my um, news feed, so I read into it, and I thought, okay, so this is the type of stuff that Taliban has done, but the Taliban usually sends it off to the U.S. government, and somehow somebody from the U.S. government gives it off to the news, and that's how we in the regular world, people that's not in those top secret meetings, people know about these type of things because people in the government, they give those type of videos off to the press and the press run it. Well, they censor it, but you get the drift here. That's how we know about these type of things. Now on to this video. I'm not cool that this video uh was leaking around social media. I'm not cool with it, but I know that's how this age of social media works. I just don't understand the tomfoolery or the buffoonery of which someone is recording this type of uh miscreant or vicious and beast type behavior. Beheading someone, that's not that's not the way of war. Usually way of war is usually shooting someone, you call it a day, because this is not personal to the people that are out there like giving their lives up. When you really think about it, it's not really personal to them because they're just doing their business. They're doing their job. It's personal to the people that's uh the country's being invaded. So for the Ukraine people, I understand this is personal for them for people in Russia, it's not really personal to them because again this isn't their land that they're technically fighting for they're fighting for a guy who is a dictator or they want to say the kremlin or their head leader Uh, he wants that land because he just wants to be a dick because ukraine backed out of a deal with russia that's how this whole thing originally began and again i don't like that this video was uh shown to the public i don't like it In my mind, I think certain things need to be stayed with the top government officials and the people in those uh, government meetings instead of it being leaked out to the public. But we're in the age of social media, so things are always going to leak. So, I mean, we're in it. So... I don't know what else to say about this. This thing popped up on my newsfeed. It popped up and happened this week. I think that people should be aware of this. Again, my heart and my prayers still go out to the people in Ukraine because their land is being taken over or they're at least trying to get took over by people in Russia. And this war has been going on for you guys for literally a year now. And again, my prayers are going out to you guys still. And also for people that are in Russia and people that are having to listen to this, please get some way to tell your guy, Vladimir Putin, to quit this type of uh, behavior. Because again, this is not needed. This wasn't a call for no time. Now to the next news topic that comes from France, as it talks about from ABC News. France's Constitutional Council has approved an unpopular plan to raise the retirement age to 64 that unleashed mass protests. France's Constitutional Council on Friday approved an unpopular plan to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 and a victory for President Emmanuel Macron after months of mass protests that have damaged his leadership. The decision dismayed or enraged critics of the pension plan. Hundreds of union activists and others gathered peacefully in Paris Friday evening before some groups broke off in marches towards the historic Bastille Plaza and beyond, setting fires to garbage bins and scooters as police fired tear gas or pushed them back. Macron, political opponents, and unions vowed to maintain pressure on the government to withdraw the bill, and activists threatened scattered new protests Saturday. So with the new ruling in France, you have to be 64 to get your pension. Now, me not knowing what pension is, I had to look it up and pension is a regular payment made during a person's retirement from an investment fund to which that person or their employer has contributed during their work life. In similar form, a pension plan is funded and controlled by the employer, while a 401k is primarily funded by the employee who may choose how the money is invested. Now, having read those definitions, I still had no idea what a pension was or how important it is, quote unquote, when it's talking about money wise. So they broke it down in an even simpler definition, and it would say to most people, a pension is a retirement agreement in which your employer promises you a regular payment from the day you retire for as long as you live. So, aka, you're still going to get paid money from your employer. Now, I'm not certain how a pension goes. It doesn't, it might go by how long you worked there. You have to meet a certain uh, time you've been there for you to get that type of pension plan or whatever the crap may have you, but I get the gesture now. I understand what people were completely upset over there in France because now you're telling people from the age of 62 now you bumped it up two more years to 64 people need their money bruv it's easy and simple for me to understand that one I don't like that people have to work an extra two more years before they can actually retire and get their pension at the age of 64 I think that's completely uh disgusting if I'm going to be honest with you I think there should be a Certain limit. I think the age technically now should be like 60 if you want to retire and get your pension. Like the retirement age should be 60 in my personal opinion. Certain people might say no, retirement should be higher because people at the age of 60 still might feel they can go out there and do what they do. Hey, that's to each his own purposes here. I think the retirement age should be 60 because once you get those people out, then you get newer, fresher, young crop of talent to get in, do their business and do whatever may have you if you're the age of 60 and older you can pick easier jobs be a uh, volunteer somewhere be a helper somewhere be an assistant do that if you will but those big top level type jobs or those jobs that you know that younger candidates can easily jump in and fulfill I feel that the younger candidates should be able to jump in fulfill those needs because there's a plethora of younger individuals that are exiting college or they have already exited college that went to college got the degree for a field, and they're not in that field because, well, you got the older uh, head still uh, guarding that position. So I think the age needs to be 60 just around the whole entire planet, but that's just me personally, but I understand why people were completely causing a wreck over there in France. They were pissed off and upset, and I feel them, and I hope they uh, get that figured out over there. Now moving away from international news, I want to talk about stuff that happened in the United States. The first thing I want to talk about is the shooting that happened uh this past Monday at a old national bank in Kentucky where a shooter, Connor Sturgeon, he killed 5 people and injured 8 before the police officers well ultimately killed him. Um there was things going around this week trying to figure out why did he do what he did and it will come out that Apparently one of the reasons or theories that they have is that he got word that he was going to be fired soon, so he decided to just go off and start taking care of business. And I find that really gruesome and I find that disgusting. But also there has been other things coming out as reported in the USA today as people are saying that Connor Sturgeon was uh, suicidal. As they were put in their article, a former friend and teammate of Connor Sturgeon at Floyd Central, High School told him this week that he was smart, popular, and a star athlete. He was named Mr. Floyd Central in 2016 as a senior, but in 2018, a college essay at the University of Alabama, Sturgeon wrote, My self-esteem has been a problem for me. And as a late bloomer in middle and high school, I struggle to a certain extent to fit in, and this has given me a somewhat negative self-image that proceeds today. The essay was posted on a website called Course Hero, CNN, and the Daily Beast, but it has since been taken down. I did not see that, so that's one thing. There was also another theory coming out about um, Connor having CTE as they have now started to test his uh, brain. It's been sent off. As a friend of the gunman's family told CNN, the Kentucky State Medical Examiner has completed most of his tests on the suspect and the process of testing for CTE is expected to begin soon. Yes, Connor is being tested for CTE. Probably will take a while to get results, Sturgeon's father told, well, texted CNN. CTE is a rare disease or disorder that is likely caused by repeated head traumas, according to the Mayo Clinic. There are no specific symptoms related to CTE, but it has been found in brains of people who play contact sports or had explosive to explosive blasts. The shooter's family believes he suffered three significant concussions while playing prep sports. As an eighth and ninth grader, according to CNN, the Coroner Journal reported that surgeon wore a soft leather helmet playing basketball at Floyd Central High School in southern Indiana near Louisville. See, mm, I don't really buy that one. I don't buy that he has CTE because you're in eighth and ninth grade. Okay, cool. Three significant concussions. Mm, I just don't buy that they now pop up years later. After you're done playing basketball, they didn't say he played from all of his high school years. No, they just said he uh, played sports as an eighth and ninth grader. Well, they're saying that's the that he sustained those uh, concussions during his eighth and ninth grader the year. They would have said he probably would have sustained more if he would have played more as he would have went into 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, or even as he played in college if he didn't make the team or not. But, point being, I'm not giving CTE. I'm not giving that to this man in his brain. I'm not doing that. If they happen to find it, then hey, I can say that. Okay, cool. They found CTE in his brain. But I'm not going to give that to him. Here's my thing with that. And I'm going to use a wrestling reference to this because this was big national news whenever it did happen. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit died, what, 2007? He killed his wife, he killed his son, and. He killed himself. Now, his brain gets taken away. They do test for They find CTE, My man's brain was like an old man's brain that had uh, Alzheimer on it, in it, and his brain was like mush. That has literally been documented, and you can easily Google that and find all the reports for that, okay? Now, Chris while he wrestled for a long time. That's nothing but straight up using your body. Your body's taking a toll. Your body's being punished week in, week out, and especially with the older wrestling schedule where them mugs used to wrestle literally Monday, had a show on Tuesday, probably had to go back to uh their family on Wednesday, come back to another place Thursday, wrestle that night Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then go back to be on television for Monday. Then they do the loop all over again. They don't have the schedule that they do now in wrestling because you can look at the uh, live event shows, and you can tell, and you can even hear from wrestlers if you do follow them on Twitter and all that, they will tell you that the schedules that they have now is way much more linear and lenient on their bodies than the, per se, wrestling schedule of the late 90s, early 2000s, and even 2010 schedules of wrestlers back then. So, Chris Mawai, he died in 2007, and he had that grueling, punishing schedule where even if you were injured you hide that away because you did not want to lose your spot point being he took a lot of uh stuff to make his body bigger as well steroids or whatever the hell may have you enhancement uh drugs so that also played a factor into his uh whole body switching off but again me being on my nerd stuff here getting to the point of cte here i give guess the benefit of cte for killing his wife his the kid and himself something might have snapped off we have no idea but cte played a part and he was not all the way there mentally it has already been documented and everything else this guy connor he is what 25 he had three concussions well they say he suffered three concussions in eighth and ninth grade okay let's ponder that okay say that you have 10th grade 11th grade 12th grade then you have college then you have the time that you're away from all that and now you're working a job you're doing all these things right did anybody in your workplace see you have any type of problems did they see you become uh upset with people and everything else and i understand people might say joe Depression, you can hide that from people because people are out here having depression. They're able to hide that away and everything else. I get that. I truly do. I'm not trying to sound like an asshole on any of that spectrum or any of that um, importance of this because all this stuff is important. Because if he did have CTE, let's make that perfectly clear. Okay, he has CTE. I just feel that we just can't throw CTE on this problem for this guy right here. I can't see that as a thing. I can't where I can give Chris Benoit that benefit of having CTE and all that type of stuff. Because you were able to see it and everything that he did. And you could see how he probably had multiple concussions before he even ended his life. What Chris Benoit did, that is unforgivable. Killing his wife and son, that's unforgivable. I'm not going to excuse that. I'm just saying that CTE, yes, the world, it did play a part in his thing. This right here with the shooting... I don't think CTE played a part. I think that he heard that he was going to get fired somewhere down the great, somewhere down the pipeline. And with him having already some depression, already ha- uh, feeling some type of way about self-esteem issues, I think that that played a big mental part of, oh my God, my life is over. Okay, I'm going to take some people out before I leave this planet. I think that's what happened here. I don't think CTE played a part in it at all. So that CTE thing, I'm throwing that completely out the window. I think that his uh, emotional state played a part, and I think that that basically led to him doing what he did at his former job. I think that's exactly what happened. But again, that's just my personal opinion on what I think what happened with him and his mental mind state. But again, they're going to check it out. They're going to ultimately have that thing be posted up on the news and say that if he has CTE or not. And if he did have CTE, that's going to be posted up. If he didn't have CTE, we'll never Probably hear about it because certain things get swept swept underneath the rug. But here's something that I don't think should be swept underneath the rug. As this comes from the week, as the article was state, AR-15 used in Louisville banker murders will be auctioned off under Kentucky law, Louisville Mayor says. The gunman who killed five people purchases semi-automatic rifle legally from a local gun dealer on April 14th. Louisville police said Tuesday, Louisville Mayor Craig Greenberg told reporters that under a 1998 Kentucky law, the assault rifle that was used to murder five of our neighbors and shoot at rescuing police officers will one day be auctioned off, and more likely than not, that murder weapon will be back on the streets. He said all he can do legally is remove the firing pins from the confiscated weapon, adding, it's time to change this law and let us destroy illegal guns and destroy the guns that have been used to kill our friends and our neighbors. Now, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I agree with that statement that he said right there. It's time for uh, them to change that law. It's time for them to basically do away with all the illegal guns that they end up getting back after somebody does a shooting and destroy the guns that have been used to kill um, everyone around. But my point is, he didn't say legal guns. He just says, let us destroy illegal guns, and the guns that uh, destroy, well, killed our friends and our neighbors I don't understand something. Why haven't people or the United States as a whole entire like country gotten rid of AR-15, AK-47s, those uh, heavy artillery style weaponry that common people can basically buy? Why have they not put some type of seal on that? Why have they not done away with that? Why haven't they not put in a law out there to say, hey, yo, common non-the people cannot be having these type of weapons it just can't be in the hands of common people i find that a thing that should be put into law i don't understand how it, how it hasn't we have a law about drinking we have a law about driving we have these laws but in reality we technically have a uh law in general about drinking states can Temper with the whole driving aspect, but with drinking, that's across the board. We have one rule about that, but states driving is different. But with heavy machinery like this, I feel that the United States as a whole should come together and literally say, Yo, these heavy AR 15, AK 47s, these type of weapons, the shotguns, and all this type of stuff. They should not be in the hands of regular civilians. They should not. Again, I stand on my principles, and I mean that. I believe that those should be in the hands of uh, police officers, in the hands of people that are in the military. I think those are the people that should be able to hold those type of uh, weapons. If you want to hold or have a handgun, cool, fine, whatever. I'm not saying take your guns away. I'm just saying take a certain style of gun away from regular people. Because this guy, he bought his on April 4th. This is literally, what, a week or a couple of days before he started doing shooting and busting off. Do you not know how insane that is? He just bought the gun, legally, and then he just started gunning down his people because, one, as I said before, I think I'm going with the theory that he found out he was going to get fired soon, and that, Hey, he already had some depression vibe, so he said, screw it, I'm going to end it all. But he was able to just buy that gun, and then a couple days later, do what he got to do. I think that is a shame, I think that is a mockery, I think all the other countries are looking at us and completely clowning us for saying, how are you idiots not taking care of that business yet? There should be a legit thing whoever is running the country should be able to override and say, yo, this is what we're doing, we're going to put this into effect right now, and that's it. And people might say, well, that's a dictator. You know what? It's not bad having a dictator from time to time whenever something needs to be done. And this is one thing where I can say, you know what? If we had a legit rule where something could literally just get put into place and put into action by our head of the freaking country, this is one of them. I think this will be the time where the head of the country will literally put their foot down, say, no, this is what we're doing. But until then, hey, man, we're going to constantly have these school shootings. We're going to constantly have people shooting people with uh, AK-47s and all that type of stuff. But that's what we're at right here. And speaking of, on to the next death I want to talk about. As this comes from law and crime, we are devastated. Teacher shot dead in front of 11-year-old son in Dunkin' Donuts drive-in and targeted murder. A Pennsylvania teacher was shot and killed on Tuesday morning in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru while her 11-year-old son was in the back, prosecutors announced. Montgomery County District Attorney Kevin Steele said the slaying of 35-year-old Rachel King appeared to be a targeted murder of a mother committed by a suspect who walked up to the victim's SUV and opened fire multiple times at the Melrose Shopping Center a matter of miles away from downtown Pennsylvania. At 7.39 a.m. Tuesday, April 11, 2023, the police were dispatched to the Melrose Shopping Center for the report of a shooting. On arrival, police found a female victim in the driver's seat of a black Ford Edge dead with multiple gunshot wounds. The vehicle had come to a rest on a driving island near the Dunkin' Donuts drive through lane, prosecutors said in a press release. King's 11-year-old son was seated in the rear of the vehicle and was not injured, so thank God for that. According to the DA's office, a forensic pathologist ruled that King was shot multiple times and was a victim of homicide. Prosecutors said that King was followed by a black male driving a silver sedan. Authorities said that a suspect with a thin build was wearing light-colored pants and a dark-colored hoodie sweatshirt with a hood covering his face. And right now, at the time of this recording, they still do not know who this guy is or where he is at right, right now. So the D.A. did encourage people with knowledge of the vehicle to call the deputies at 610-226-5553. Or here's another uh, number that you can call their police uh, department at 215-885-1600. Now, I do not understand again why anybody would want to shoot someone up i don't understand it you give someone a pass if you have a problem with someone if you know that they have their child with them you give them a pass i'm usually a man that's always on the on-site deal i'm never ever trying to fight nobody but i understand why people say it's on site whenever they have a beef or problem with someone however this woman had her 11 year old son in her car with her you could have let her and her son just go by you didn't have to just ride up on her and start shooting her up if this was a targeted thing i don't i don't get it there's some laws there's some street rules there's some rules in general that again we have to follow by this is why i think things are called the standard. This is why this episode is called the standard. There's some legit things that are literally standard. You don't kill someone whenever they have their family around. If you're going to get somebody, you get them when they were there by themselves. That's usually the standard rule of presidents whenever you hear about or see some type of thing. That's usually the rule, especially whenever it is a targeted action. Again, civilian here, but from what you see, from people talking about it in court, when you see people talking about it from movie standpoint, from television standpoint, from the people that come out and snitching in the news, they always talk about there is some type of code of conduct that you have that is the standard. So if this thing is a legit targeted shooting, you give someone some grace if they are around someone that is of a portion of them, aka a family member. You don't do that, especially when they're around their eleven year old kid. Or hell, they could not have a younger kid. You don't do it. If they're around their parents, you don't do it. You usually get them if they're around either themselves or if they're with their friends. Those are only times technically, quote unquote, that you do get someone, but you don't get them whenever they're around their loved ones like that. That is completely ridiculous. I do want to wish my condolences to the family of Rachel King because this was completely uncalled for. Again, I have no idea what, make someone want to target someone i don't understand it and especially she is a teacher she's a teacher teachers already don't get a lot of respect out here you got kids now just bombing away on their teachers i mean just like lobbying headbutts, butts kicks punches i mean you can google it you can straight up youtube it there are kids now that are really fighting their teachers up a storm now because of any stupid thing. So teachers right now, they don't even get no respect. And she was a teacher, dude. She was a teacher at an elementary school. What are we doing? She was pul- She was teaching the youth. She was teaching the kids of tomorrow. The kids that are going to lead this country. The kids that are going to lead the future. I don't get it. I just don't. And now when you think about it, you got to think about the 11-year-old son now. The 11-year-old son saw his mom get gunned down in front of him. That is going to be trauma. Trauma on top of trauma. That kid is going to need a whole lot of therapy. He's going to be needing family members that's going to be able to stick by him. I mean, my God. Just think about it. If I were to see my mom get gunned down in front of me at a young age, I wouldn't know what to do. There's a lot of idiots out here that are going to do some type of idiocrity like this. And they don't think about the consequences of someone else. Again, I don't. I'm not, I'm getting tongue-tied here. I'm not sanctioning any of that. Again, I get when it's on-site, is on-site. I hear you. But this, this was not it. This was not the deal. This was not it. I'm never going to co-sign anything like this. And again, I just don't like things that come in the news like this, or you hear about things like this. This was disgusting. This was deplorable. This was heinous. I hope that they find whoever did this. I really do. And I hope that people will call those numbers again. Those numbers are 610-226-5553. And the other number is 215-885-1600. I hope that they find whoever did this because personally, this person needs to get got. And I'm just going to be blunt honest. This person really does need to get got. Now, on to some updates I want to keep you guys updated about. The first thing to update you guys on is that the mother of the six-year-old boy who shot the Virginia teacher has been arrested. Deja Taylor, the mother of the six-year-old boy who shot his teacher at Rich Neck Elementary School, was formally arrested on charges of child neglect and failing to secure her gun. Her handgun, police announced Thursday. At this comes from the Associated Press, the Newport News Police Department released a booking photo of the woman, 25, in a brief statement that said she turned herself in at the local jail. She was released from custody after posting a $5,000 bond, and her attorney, James Ellison what email saying she is nervous and scared because she has never been charged before, but holding up well. So she's ended up arrested, but she's out on $5,000 bond. Cool. So we know what the time it is. She's going to f- probably face some type of stuff for it. Um, they say that the felony neglect charge filed against the boy's mother is punishable for up to five years in prison. The misdemeanor charge of recklessly storing a firearm is punishable by up to one year in prison. Her attorney, says she previously has no criminal record. He also said that her gun was secured on a top shelf in her closet and had a trigger lock. So this is where we get into some funny business here. So let's just go with this. If the gun was secure in the top shelf in her closet and had a trigger lock, how did the boy get into it? Did the boy watch as the mother or whoever it is, while the relative was able to get into the gun? Did he watch them? carefully and know how to get into that lock that's just another thing i gotta figure out. well not me because i don't have nothing to do with it but that's another thing for them to figure out her lawyer to figure out and the prosecution to figure that kind of stuff out i guarantee that's going to be playing uh into a process because i know i will be trying to really try to get into that if they said that the, the gun was secure okay how did the boy get into it then that's one thing i do want answered and if Anything she might face up to six years in prison, I don't think she's going to do that. I think she'll probably do some less. I think she probably might do a year if found guilty all in total. I don't think they're going to hold her uh too much for that because, again, yes, yeah, sure, the boy shot the teacher, but the teacher is living. The teacher is doing well. She's filed a suit for $40 million against the elementary school, and again, right now, We don't know if anything about that has even come to play. They did say that the prosecutor's office did say Tuesday that it is investigating whether the actions or omissions of any school uh, employees could lead to criminal charges. So again, they're looking at school officials who had prior knowledge of the boys' bad uh, track record to even see if they can be punishable for criminal charges for this. So this is one whole big thing that has not well has not been cleared up yet fully we're just starting to get more and more deep into the thick of things with this remember this thing happened in january we're now in april we'll probably get a conclusion to this probably what i'll say june july ish maybe if anything they do find anything about this but we're still trying to figure these things out about The whole school shooting. We do now know that the mother was black, so I do presume that the boy was black. That was all I was trying to figure out. Personally, when I heard about this story, I was trying to figure out: okay, was it a black boy or a white boy that shot this teacher? And again, since the boy is six year old, they weren't going to put his name out there. They were not going to put his photo out there because he is underage, and that would uh, not be legally right. So they had to go after the mother for it. So once the mom got. Well, a mugshot. shot. I was able to look it up, and I was like, "Oh, so it's a black mom." All right, so here's this is where we're at. This is where we land here. So right now, we know it's a black mom, so we know it has to be a black boy that did this. So, eh, where well, I just have to wait and see. And again, when more information comes out, I will bring it up to you guys on this podcast. But again, this is still one, um, one story that I feel that needs to be followed up on more and more when more information comes about. And it's also this is another. Uh, news update that came out this past week that I didn't find nobody happy with as this comes from CNN as it would put, U.S. prosecutors tell family of Shanquilla Robinson they won't pursue charges in her death in Mexico. Federal prosecutors told the family of Shanquilla Robinson on Wednesday that the evidence they have isn't enough for prosecution in Robinson's death last year in Mexico the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Middle and Western Districts of North Carolina said Robinson, a 25-year-old former student at Winston-Salem State University in North Carolina, died in October while staying in a luxury rental property in the Mexican state of Baja, California, Sur. Based on the results of the autopsy and after a careful deliberation and review of the investigation materials by both the U.S. Attorney's Office, federal prosecutors informed Ms. Robinson's family today that the available evidence does not support a federal prosecution, the U.S. Attorney's Office said in a release Wednesday. Family members are very deeply disappointed in the decision but are not deterred and plan to continue to seek justice for Robinson, their attorney said at a news conference. Now, continuing on in the article, they would say that the family was told that the FBI interviewed Tranquilla uh, Robinson's travel mates and people who were in the house but did not specify how many people they interviewed. The U.S. officials told the family that the autopsy, which was completed after Tranquilla Robinson's body had been embalmed and transported back to the U.S., revealed no spinal Core injury, but did show swelling on her brain, although the cause of death is still said to be undetermined, the attorney said. Here's my thing with that. You have video of Tranquilla Robinson getting her, and I don't mean to say this in the most vile way, and I mean to say this literally for anybody to understand us. she got her ass beat and she did not even do anything back. One of her people that she went down there with beat her ass, and she did nothing. You could see it in the video. I don't know whether she didn't want to fight. I don't know whether she was out of it, like, looped up. I don't know if she was on something. I have no idea in the world. But if you watch the video of Shinkiela Robinson getting her head caved in, like, beat up by one of her people, literally, getting her head grabbed by the hair, popped in the face multiple times, hit in the back, all this type of crap where nobody having any common damn decency to even try to break this up between that woman beating up on Shakira Robinson, you mean to tell me that, okay, you guys have no arrest in any of the people. You guys interviewed, quote-unquote, the people that went with her, but you guys don't even tell them how many people you guys interviewed. You guys didn't specify that. So you guys can say, well, we spoke to two, or we spoke to one, because... Or three, listen here. This is ridiculous. This is literally something, a crime that you see on video. We saw it. They had idiots literally recording it and then posting it up, and the people were literally spreading that around. I saw that on World Star Hip Hop. Then you saw it on Instagram. Then you see it on Twitter. There was not one place on social media that you did not see this girl get her ass beat with people literally standing around not doing nothing that was supposed to be quote unquote her friends what type of mess are we living in what type of crap are we doing Again, the standard is, if your friend is fighting another friend, guess what? You as a friend of theirs, quote-unquote, you run your dumbass in there and you separate the two and you try to make sure whoever is the dominant party gets off the weaker party and calm the dominant party down. And especially whenever the weaker party you know is weak and they're not even trying to fight back. This was one of those instances right here where this thing went completely to hell. And I don't know how the FBI, the American government, whoever is running this crap show, this shit show of operation, is not arresting somebody from there. I don't understand it. Somebody break that down to me. I'm not getting it. This is a complete travesty. This is disgusting at its finest. There's no other higher or lower level to this. Shaquilla Robinson is not going to get justice from the US Attorney's Office, the FBI office. This is nasty. This ill. Now I would say this. This is where the on-site rule comes into play if I was a family member of Shaquilla Robinson. This is where that on-site rule would be coming in. Now I'm not advocating violence again. I do want to make that perfectly clear. I had to reiterate it by saying I do not advocate violence. I'm just saying. If my family member or someone that I cared about were to end up dead, and then I see a video of my family member getting in their head, bash the F in, and you had your quote-unquote friends around you, and they did nothing as the dominant friend was beating up on my sibling, there's no way on this earth, I'm not doing something to somebody. So this is when that on-site rule comes into play. So again, I'm not going to harbor any ill towards feelings if somebody from that family decides to want to try to do something to somebody that was there. But again, I do not suggest it. Try to figure out a way within the law to get at these people. I would do that way. But since the law has failed you for right now, I would not hold it against them or someone else that feels that, yo, I got to get justice my way. I got to get my pound of flesh some way, somehow out of this. I'm not going to hold that person completely responsible because the law right now has failed. And I say it for right now because obviously the law can flip on a dime and switch on its head and say, yo, we're going to investigate this. We got somebody arrested for it. It's just still surprising to me. How they haven't got somebody arrested for this. That was assault. That was battery completely that we saw on video. So, Gila Robinson deserves justice. I hope that she gives justice. I hope that that family gets some type of justice for real. I just don't want them to do it street justice-wise. Don't do that. Because right now, you guys are being looked at if something pops up. I'm just letting you know right now. You guys are going to be looked at if something pops up. So, again... Just wait, stew stew and being pissed off. Stewing it. Stewing that hatred. Stewing it. Just wait. Just wait your time. Wait until the law gets something. And just don't do nothing. Just stewing it. Just stewing that hatred. That's all I can give you that type of advice for now. But again, FBI, people in charge of this investigation, you guys better arrest somebody because if not, Let me tell you something. The people that are going to be stewing in their hatred, guess what? They're going to end up doing something, and I again, I don't think there's going to be a jury on this world that is going to find these people guilty in the way you guys might want them to be found guilty if they happen to do something. That's just my two cents on that. So again, I just want to give you some updates on the Shaquille Robinson uh, scenario here. Now moving on to another update is on the Bob Lee uh, murder Um, Bob Lee, again, for people that don't know, he was the founder of Snapchat, and last week he got murdered, he was stabbed to death, and last week I mentioned how stabbing someone is extremely personal, like, you gotta walk up to someone and stab them, like, you gotta feel the emotions and all that type of stuff, it's not like shooting someone where you could just put a bullet into a gun just shoot them and walk away, like, that has no emotions, stabbing someone is extremely personal, and I was right, because, um, there was an arrest this made, uh, this past week, on the death of Bob Lee, and I'm about to cover that a little bit more for you right here with the Washington Post right here. Uh, it will say, New details emerge in fatal shooting, well, fatal stabbing, excuse me, of Cash App founder Bob Lee. Authorities reveal that they have extensive video footage of San Francisco tech executive Bob Lee and his attacker that appeared to show the moments before and immediately after Lee's killing, according to court documents made public Friday. On Thursday, IT business owner Nima Mamani was arrested at his home in Emeryville, California, and charged with Lee's death. His arraignment Friday was postponed until April 25th, and he's being held without bond. In the new court documents released through public records request by the district attorney's office, prosecutors allege Momani and Lee were in a hotel room in San Francisco on April the 3rd after Lee had been drinking with friends, including Momani's sister. Mamani asked Lee whether his sister was doing drugs or anything inappropriate, the documents allege. Lee told Mamani that nothing inappropriate had happened. Later that night, police says surveillance footage show momani entering Millennium Tower, a high end condo building where his sister lives. According to the documents, Mamani entered the building alone around eight thirty, and Lee arrived four hours later around twelve thirty AM. Both men left around two AM and allegedly got into Momani's white BMW. Video shows the BMW. Drive to a dark and secluded area. According to the documents, the two men identified by their outfits then get out of the car. After standing on the sidewalk for approximately five minutes, the figure that seems to be Momani appears to be suddenly moved toward. The figure that seems to be Lee, the documents allege. Minutes later, Lee is captured on another camera, walking away and injured. Shortly after that, the white BMW leaves at a high speed, the document says. Police later found a silver kitchen knife with a black handle and a four-inch blade with what appears to be blood on it in a parking lot near where Lee was found. According to court documents, a witness described Momani's sister as married, but alleged that the relationship had possibly been in jeopardy. The nature of the relationship between Momani's sister and Lee is unclear, though a friend of Lee's alleged to the police that they'd known each other for at least three or four years. I don't think I need to go any further into this, but I'm about to just read you just a little bit more. Police records seen by the police show that Momani's sister had texted Lee, Just wanted to make sure you're doing okay, because no Nima came way down hard on you. Thank you for being such a classy man, handling it with class. Love you, selfish pricks. When asked about the potential relationship between Lee and a Momani family member during a news conference held on Thursday, San Francisco Police Chief William Scott said there is still more work to be done. What I don't want to do is put out information that's going to come back and haunt us or the prosecution of this case, Scott said at the time. I understand how hard that is and know everybody wants answers. So what they're trying to say right now, or what they're not even alleging, what people are thinking is that uh, Bob Lee and the dude's sister probably had a relationship even though she was married. But let's be honest, people that are married, they still have uh, relationships outside of the marriage. So... That could be the deal. And also the text message that the sister sends to Bob Lee after the fact doesn't help. Well, it's probably just it doesn't negate the fact that people might think that they didn't have a relationship or a uh, close bond relationship with after reading some type of text message like that. People could just say, well, that was just friends being friends. Uh, Yes and no. I get it. If they're cool with each other, they've known each other for three to four years. Yes, you could have the idea that, yes, they're just friends and she was just looking after a friend. But everybody in an outside world, after someone has died and everybody hears about somebody asking someone about their sister. Yeah, that doesn't uh, that doesn't seem to be the way of, hey, that's just my buddy. No, that seems to be a way of something else. Like a relationship was going on between Bob Lee and the sister here. But again, this is just stuff that's being thrown out there right now. Um, So they have gotten someone for Bali's murder. And again, I'm going to say this right now. I'm not shocked by this. I'm shocked at the way that it came so quick. How they were able to get someone. But after hearing everything and after hearing how they got documents and video of said night, I'm not i'm not too surprised by it what i will say is again gentlemen if you have guy friends keep them away from your sisters this is just one tell tell sign of what could have happened here again nobody truly knows nobody knows not a thing about it yet it could come out that bob lee was in a close relationship with the dude's sister again that's a possibility here i don't want to throw nothing out there again we have no idea this is just a theory out here so right now we're still waiting on to see what's going to happen. We have to wait until uh, on, well, April the 25th to see what type of arraignment, guilty, not guilty for uh, Nima Mamani here. And I'll be watching this. I'll be staying on top of it because this one is something that I find interesting because I have a sister and I am considerably older than my sister and I don't want... Whenever the time comes when my sister gets of age, somebody that I know to ask me, hey, how's your sister doing? I'm going to snap their head off, not in a way of killing them, but like probably talk down to them in a way that they don't want to be talked down to. But again, telltale sign here. Gentlemen, if you have a sister and you're an older brother, please keep your sister away from your friends and also keep your friends away from your sister. That's never ever going to work out anywhere good. So again, this is just that. We're going to have to wait and see uh, what happens in the future with this whole uh, Bob Lee case. Now on to something that I forgot to mention earlier when I wanted to talk about uh, American news at the beginning of the episode, but I'm glad I remember it now. I just want to mention this briefly. Um, as message comes from Reuters. Airman suspected of leaking secret U.S. documents hit with federal charges Jack Teixeira of Massachusetts, who was arrested by heavily armed FBI agents at his home on Thursday, made his initial appearance in a crowded federal court wearing a brown jumpsuit. The 21-year-old member of the U.S. Air National Guard accused of leaking top-secret military intelligence records online was charged on Friday with unlawful copying and transmitting Uh, Classified material at the hearing, Boston's top federal national security prosecutor requested that Tashira be detained pending trial and that a detention hearing was set for Wednesday. During the brief proceeding, Tashira said little, answering yes when asked whether he understood his right to remain silent. The judge said Tashira's financial affidavit showed he classified to be represented by a federal public defender and he appointed one. After the hearing, three of Tashira's family members left the courthouse with a group of reporters, trailing them for several blocks. They entered a car without making any comments. The lead documents at the heart of this investigation were posted online on a social media website weeks earlier, but news of their existence did not come to light until it was reported by the New York Times last week. It is believed to be the most serious U.S. security breach since more than 700,000 documents, video, and diplomatic cables appeared on the WikiLeaks website in 2010. The Pentagon has called the leak a deliberate criminal act. All right, all right, all right. I'm just going to be blunt with this. This guy having to uh, just leak out some government files. I don't know. I think it was about uh, America and the Ukraine dealings in the Ukraine war and some other stuff of government uh, security. Listen, I don't think people really care about that. I think that the government uh, is upset that they got caught with their pants down again by another person really just digging into their business eh, it is what it is to me i don't see how this is a big thing if anything i think they should give this kid a freaking job if anything else don't try to put him in jail have him work for you to try to show you guys where your security uh glitches messed up where you guys do not have that much security on your freaking websites let's be honest when you have people that are 21, able to get into your freaking website and just able to grab documents, you need them on your team, you need them on your squad instead of, okay, we're going to put him in jail. No, have him work for you. If you want to arrest him to give him a scare tactic to say, hey, yo, either you're going to jail or either you work for us, well, then fine. Do that with what you will, but have the kid work for you. Don't put this kid in jail for the love of God. Don't do that. Um, I just don't feel that this crime is really worth going to jail for. Let's be honest. They got him on the espionage uh, act and the charge carries up the 10 years in prison. Let's be honest. I don't Nah, I'm not rocking with that. I'm not cool with that at all. As I said before, the government has come out saying that they weren't uh, privy to this. They didn't know nothing about this until, again, it came out into the news, and then they had to go gung-ho and try to find out, okay, where did it come from this? Where did it come from? From who, what, when, where, how? So, again, give this kid a job. Do not put him in jail. This is stupid. Have someone like him work in your office, working your your uh, security system, and have him just be able to show you guys where you guys screw up at and have him show you guys where you guys can actually fix your... uh safety brigades of important documents, because I don't feel that those were important documents that were leaked out. Let's be honest. Now, if there were some real, real dark, secret, important uh, documents that came out, let's be honest, I think the whole entire world and the whole entire news would have been covering that. Let's be honest, like, who really assassinated JFK or who really assassinated Martin Luther King? Was it a government inside job or See, that's what I'm saying. Or who really caused 9-11? Was it really people from the Middle East? Or was it somebody inside the government? Like, if it's something like deep, dark, like that, really were to come out from the quote-unquote documents, then I can understand and say, okay, yeah, you got to go to jail, bro, because you could have just kept that to yourself and that you didn't have to uh, expose that out there. But this was paperwork of nobody really caring like that. If I'm going to be truly honest. But, hey... To each zone, the government just don't like to be uh embarrassed whenever they're caught lacking, not protecting their own stuff. So, give this kid a job, don't put him in jail. That's just my uh two cents on that one. Now, onto two more things before I get you guys out of here. The first thing, the Tibetan government leader has come out. And he's defending the Dalai Lama as it's come from CNN. As it will state, the head of the Tibetan government in exile has defended the Dalai Lama over a video in which the spiritual leader kisses a boy on the lips and then asks him to suck my tongue. Again, still a nasty, disgusting phrase to ever say to anyone, especially a freaking kid. The Dalai Lama actions were innocent and have been misinterpreted. The government leader told reporters at an event in the Indian capital, New Delhi, on Thursday, adding that the controversy over the video had hurt the leader's followers. His Holiness has always lived in sanctity, following the life of a Buddhist monk, including celibacy. His years of spiritual practice has gone beyond sensory pleasures. His Holiness is now being labeled all kinds of names. Yeah, you would think he's going to be named all types of names. His whole lifestyle is completely weird. What do you think? You have a video of a man telling a little boy to suck my tongue. Yeah. He's gonna be called all types of names, all type of nastiness and all type of all that type of uh names and garbage and everybody's gonna ridicule him because I'm just gonna be blunt. A grown ass man telling a little boy to suck his tongue, that's fucking nasty. Sorry for my use of language throughout this whole episode, but you get my drift. This is disgusting. I already went on a whole thing about this uh, Wednesday on the midweek breakdown episode, but this is nastiness. And for someone to come out, someone in the government, the Tibetan government, a leader, if you will, will come out and defend the Dalai Lama, I don't know what that says about him, what that says about that government. I don't know if they truly just believe in that man just that much. Hey, you do what you do. But I'm just looking out for people that put their faith too much in one person. Remember, your faith is all about you. It's about you and your higher power, your higher calling, or whoever you believe in. That's what your faith belongs to. It's not belonging to a person on this planet. No, it's between you and your higher being. So this Dalai Lama guy, the priest, the pope, all these type of guys, don't put too much faith in them because, again, they're still mere mortals and they are having some nastiness in their closets or people that they know have done nastiness in their closet, and they're probably hiding it themselves. We've heard that about the Catholic uh, priests and popes and all that from the past times. You only can imagine about the Dalai Lamas that came before him and even this guy now. So I just want to throw that out there about the Tibetan leader. He's come out to support uh, the Dalai Lama. Again, for me, I'm not rocking with it. I'm not cool with it, but hey, to each his own on that one. And also now moving on to the last thing I want to talk about, Um, the Commanders NFL team has officially been sold to Magic Johnson and a guy named Josh Harris for a total of $6.5 billion. So Magic Johnson, he now has part ownership in the L.A. Dodgers, and now he has ownership in the Washington Commanders. Also, I want to put some respect on Josh Harris' names. He is the owner of the Sixers. So there you go. They are also saying that this sale of the team will be the biggest transaction in U.S. sports history, passing the Denver Broncos uh, franchise being sold to the Walmart billionaire Rob uh, Walton for $4.6 billion last year in 2022. So, again, congratulations to Magic Johnson, Josh Harris, and more of their uh, billionaire friends that probably got in on this deal here. So I just want to say congratulations to them for that. Having an NFL team being sold to a black person is a big deal because I don't know if people know this or not, or if people care to recognize this. Uh, the African Americans, black people, wherever you want to call us, we play football, we play basketball, and for there not to be a black owner until Magic Johnson right now is completely insane when you really stop to think about it because how are you not going to have a... NFL team being owned by a black person whenever that whole legitimate league is literally dominated by black people. I don't understand that. So now with Magic Johnson technically being the first black well, part owner of an NFL team, hopefully that opens up more uh, doors for other black individuals that want to own NFL teams because again, it's a crying shame how again, NFL predominantly run by black players, but However, there was no black owner. Now we have a black owner and I just hope that this opens up the floodgates for more black owners to come in and try to get a piece of the NFL teams. But only time will tell with that. Now, with all that being said, I want you guys to have a great Sunday. I want you guys to rest up, be easy for the kids that are going back to school after enjoying a good week of spring break. Please uh be careful out there. Please enjoy these last few weeks before you guys are actually out for summer vacation so i just want you guys to take it easy and also for the college graduates that are about to graduate within the next couple weeks as well i hope you guys are taking it well and easy yourself because i know these uh finals are kicking your tails but just breathe in breathe out everything will be fine you guys will be a okay now, with that all being said, I want to thank Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, Audible, uh, all the other podcast sites, because without them, I wouldn't be able to distribute these uh, episodes to you guys, the listeners. So, I want to thank them, and I want to thank you guys, the listeners, because without you guys, the listeners downloading these episodes, I'll just be one guy talking to a mic that just be going nowhere. And I look through all the downloads week by week day by day and i see who downloads it from every area and i appreciate it and i'm able to see where they're coming from and i want to appreciate you guys and i thank you guys for downloading episodes because that tells me i'm doing something right i'm in the right trajectory. so i want to thank all you guys now always remember i love- I love you guys. That is not a gimmick. I say that every single week, and I truly do mean it. I do love every single one of you guys. I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys have a great day. Please say a prayer as soon as you get up or before you go to bed, or just say a quick prayer when you're just doing something. When you're about to feel upset, just say a quick prayer, and trust me, it will do you better. It will do you fine. It will do you well. I want you guys to have a great week. I want you guys to have a great day. Please be careful. Please be careful out there on the roads. Be careful of dickheads. And also don't be a dickhead to somebody else because you don't know what somebody's dealing with. So please be kind and courteous to uh, everyone that you come in contact with now this is a goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again he is i and i am him i have been g2 this has been my two cents podcast i love you guys have a great day remember i have a saturday episode that's out right now if you listen to wrestling or you watch it i have a wrestling highlights of the week where i talk about everything that happened in professional wrestling this past week and also the upcoming news of possibly cm punk might be coming back to professional wrestling in aew hopefully and also this upcoming wednesday i will be talking about something that happened i'll be ranting about something because that's what i do on every episode on wednesday's episode for the midweek breakdown and you'll be listening to this music to end off that episode so now with all that being said i love you guys please have a great day now kanye could you please take these people home i'm tired you tired uh-huh. Jesus, well.